Behind the Springs. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you on our Facebook comments. What would you like to hear on the podcast? An inside look at your local government. Not what do you hate about growth in the city. We don't really want to hear about that. Colorado Springs. Nearly 500,000 people. Olympic City, USA. Garden of the Gods. Pikes Peak. It's a growing city. Our local government has a lot of employees. What exactly do they do? How does it impact my life? This is where you find out. Behind the Springs, an inside look at your local government. You may have heard about some changes to the city's parking enterprise. Wait, Jen, what exactly is the city's parking enterprise? So glad you asked, Ted, because we have the director with us today to talk about what it is, what people need to know when they're looking for a parking spot downtown. Scott Lee is here with us. Thanks for joining us, Scott. You're welcome. Glad to be here. And um, speaking of being here, um, you have been here for just about... How just, long? Just about, over a year. Uh, just about November a year. November 2018. Okay. So you have joined us fairly recently. And tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to be here in Colorado Springs. Sure. Yeah. I, I was born and raised in Wisconsin and went to school there. Then I began my journey after that and moved around the country over the next several decades. My parents moved here 25 years ago into Colorado Springs and loved it. So we got familiar with it. Uh Got to visit a lot, got to see the touristy things and get to experience it. So when it was time that this job came open, it was like a no-brainer for me to, to zap it and go for it. Oh, that's awesome. We're so happy to have you here. But you've had some experience um, in the parking industry, right? I mean, yes. you've got a lot of background. Right, yeah. I, I began in, in finance and management many years ago, but then uh, when I wanted a change of career, I found a, a job opening as a parking enforcement officer at a major university in the state of Montana, and that's how I got into it. It was a completely change of pace for me, but I loved it, and I've been in it ever since. Okay, and so um, tell us what a parking, which was Ted's question, <laughs> what is the parking enterprise? <laughs> We're supposed right? to be jumping in here. Yeah, we've <laughs> talked to uh, we've talked to basically all the other enterprises of the city, so we've kind of explained to people what they are. But but tell us what uh, the parking enterprise is and does for the city. Sure, just like all the other enterprises, we're a city-owned business. Basically, we operate by user fees. We don't get any tax revenue. So, but our focus is parking. Everything related to parking. On street, off street, it all falls under my purview. Okay. So, and all the structures. All the structures. Yeah. Three three publicly owned city structures and the on street meter spaces, as well as the uh, old Colorado City parking lots. And will you give us a little review of, um, I know it's been covered in, in the media in conjunction with the rate increases recently, but how many uh, meters we have and kind of how... how yeah. How much parking? We have about 22,600 parking stalls in the structures, divided amongst the three. We have about the same number, 2,600 parking spots on the street that are metered currently. There are a number of non-metered spots, but we don't count those in that number. Okay. So there's a little over 5,200 spots throughout the city that are under our purview on a daily basis. Okay, and that doesn't count. There are a few um, private Parking correct. Private lots. parking lots right. and and non-metered spots. Yes, correct. Okay. Well, and if you've been watching the news, like Jen had said, you've been all over it recently. <laughs> I mean, uh, it seems as though uh, what you would think by what some people are saying that you've created Armageddon <laughs> in in our city. Um, talk about the parking increases. When the last time we had an increase is, and uh, and why this is taking place. Maybe even compare it to some other uh, cities as well. 
Yes. This is our first parking rate increase since 2006. So let's, four, let's go ahead and repeat that. Yeah. <laughs> so 14 years. Yeah. 14 years ago. And that they might increased, be why there's some attention. Yeah. Right? And I they know. went up a quarter at that point, too. Okay. So. Wasn't from, a huge increase. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it really is a small incremental increase, but it was a long span between increases because before that it was 1997. When they had the prior increase. So we wait decades a time before we make an increase, which is why people probably are unaware that that the needs of the parking enterprise are increasing over time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not even covering inflation at that point right, if right. you're waiting a decade to put it up a quarter. So in this past time, was it 14 years? Is that what we said? Yes, yeah. 14 um, What are some of the – because there was another release that came out. What are some of the needs of the parking enterprise right now? Well, we've, we've did a, a structural assessment in 2019, something that had never been done in the city of Colorado Springs, looking at our garages and seeing where our deficiencies were, where our deferred maintenance. When you don't have revenue coming in, you can't afford to fix things on an ongoing basis. So this report was done by a consulting firm that came in and looked at all of our structures and identified things like our stairwells needing replacing or our elevators are not reliable. And people who ride these elevators know that, that sometimes they aren't they aren't the best, and we've got to fix these. But without money, we couldn't do it. There's also structural issues with concrete. We have weather here. We get a lot of snow, uh, then it melts. Water is the is the enemy of concrete structures. It can get in there. If it hits the rebar, it can rust it, and it can weaken the integrity of a structure. So we've got to prevent that. So a lot of little things like caulking, which you know seems minor, but you think of the miles of caulking in each structure that needs to be replaced on a regular basis that hasn't been, we're we're quite a bit behind and to the tune of about $10 million in our structures. Okay. And I also read to the entry systems, like where you go in the gate, yeah. that those need to be replaced, correct? Right. Our park system. And okay. I'm sure Ted's going to buzz me on that one. It's, it's the acronym. <laughs> Hold that, on. Oh, wait. wait. Uh. <laughs> Okay. It's not to be confused with parks and recreation. It's, okay. it's parks, P-A-R-C-S, which stands for Payment Access Revenue Control System. Fancy name for the gates. Got it. It's what okay. allows you in and allows you out. Our system is old. If you've gone there, you know, sometimes it's, okay, did it register me? Did it take my dollar? Because it seems like it, you wait five minutes to get in or to get out. The new systems are much faster, much more reliable, and provide much better data for us to be able to monitor our structures as well on and the help, usage. And help keep that line moving. Oh, right? yeah. If yeah. you try and get out of these garages in the evening time it, or after an event, uh, you know, hope you brought a snack because right. it can take a while. Right. The new system will get you in and out a lot faster. It will also tell us, hey, there's 100 spots in that garage. We can push that to the new C- Go COS app, to mer- various mobile apps, or to the city website. So, you're coming into town, your passenger, not the driver, the passenger looks at their phone and says, oh, there's only five spots left in that garage. I'm going to go to the other one. We're cutting down the driving around the block looking for spots type of mentality, right. which is just improves the experience for everyone. Right. You're yeah, planning- as we're trying to go to that smart city uh, right. style of yeah. things, I mean, that's a that's a huge step. We were talking about the quarter increase. Can you kind of go over the blanket of increases and differences um, from – uh, from last year to this year? Sure. Well, our, our primary core area, as we call it, we'll call it Tier 1. And it's now we've gone to Olympic City USA colors. So the meters in the downtown core area will be labeled with gold stickers. 
The next layer out will be silver, and then the further out will be bronze. So you'll know when you're in gold, you're paying the highest rate. If you look and you see a silver meter, it'll be a medium price, and the bronze will be the cheaper. But it's just how far away you want to be from your destination. Okay. So, but back to Ted's question, this quarter is a quarter increase, so it's now $1.25 in the core area for a meter per hour. And the hours now go from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m., Monday to Saturday, and 1 to 10 on Sundays. So it is now a seven-day-a-week, which just shares the burden. Again, we have users seven days a week down here, so we are asking each user to contribute. But again, if you don't come in and use parking, you don't pay for the parking. It's not a tax. It's a it's a user fee. Right. And so the new the newness to folks is not only that increase, but the extended hours. The extended hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and some, that helped create... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, some of the concerns that we were talking about prior to the show, uh, maybe people that are working downtown, uh, that two-hour max obviously doesn't help with that. Uh, what can they do? Where can they go? Right. We are encouraging long-term parkers, not just employees, but if you're coming down to go shopping for the whole day or to go to a movie and dinner, is to park in the structures. On weekends and on nights after 4 o'clock, our structures are $1 for the duration of that day. So it's not $1 per hour or a dollar and a quarter like it would be at the meter. It's a dollar. So if you're coming down on a Saturday and you're going to be here all day or you're an employee, the cheapest alternative is to park in the structures. That creates the opportunity for a customer to come into the downtown area, park close to their destination, and spend money. And that's what we want. We always joke about parking is I don't want to hear – I want to hear that the person came downtown and had a great experience. They ate dinner. They went out and saw a show. They got to meet with friends. They had a cup of coffee, whatever. I don't hear anything about, oh, I paid too much for parking or I drove around for 15 minutes looking for a spot. You don't hear that? I've done my job. And and that's what the businesses really clued in on when they asked for the extended hours. Okay. And that's something to to note also that you do have the backing of businesses yes. as well. And and they realize that by moving employees off of the street, that those are customer spots now. And the customers come in and spend money. That keeps employees hired and gets tip revenue and things like that for the service industry folks because that's important to them. So they have to realize this is a benefit to them in the long run by hopefully increasing their paychecks. And so nice to park in those garages too when you're out shopping or dinner or whatever. You don't have to worry about the meter. You right. just you're done. You're parked, yeah. you're done. And like you said, after four, it's a buck. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you pay for only the time you use. Right. So if you're coming in, you're not sure how long you're gonna be downtown and you don't want to feed a couple hours into the meter, go in the structure. And then if your partner doesn't show up for your event, you go back and you get out and you pay a few cents, you know, 50 cents, you're gone versus saying I, I fed the meter for a couple hours and it it's And I didn't wasted. even need it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, the feeding the meter uh, in the way that we normally think about it might be going away because aren't we getting some of the smart uh, meters yes. that you could feed from your phone? Yes. This new rate increase will help fund new meters to go in the in the whole downtown area. It'll be a rolled out phased approach, but the new ones will offer a progressive pricing and allow you to exceed the two hour current limit okay. for that parking. So yeah, you'll be able to use your mobile phone and you can pay for it with the app. And then it says, oh, Scott, you're almost out of time. Do you want to add some time? And you can just said yes on your phone, and it pays for it. It displays it right on the meter, and you're good to go. 
sounds nice, doesn't it? It, it does sound yes. very nice. It sounds futuristic. It sounds smart, like how we want to be in smart city and smart COS. We're going to take a quick break, then we're going to come back. I do want to hit more on um, on comparing us to other like-sized cities and, and how actually we got a great deal going on here. So, uh, And maybe I'll get up on a soapbox because of this whole thing, too. Hope you're enjoying this episode of Behind the Springs. Jen and Ted are just scratching the surface when it comes to all the things you need to know about your local government. Stay connected with us on social media at City of COS and check out our website at coloradosprings.gov to stay up to date. Now, back to the show. We're back with Scott Lee, our Parking Enterprise Director. And Scott, we want to talk a little bit about comparing um, our city to some other cities um, so that people, I know that they all, you know, people get a little anxious when there are increases. However, uh, we are not even, you know, meeting where other folks we're are. We're not even average. Right? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're a deal over here. <laughs> we're below average <laughs> in a positive way in, yeah. in terms of we're not paying, um, you know, over what we should be at this point comparably. Right. Yeah. The Colorado Springs is the 39th largest city in America. And yet our parking rates, we there's a site called Parkopedia, and you can go check it out. Um, compared to them, we are a bargain. And here, for example, the two-hour rate in the 50th largest, most expensive city is Cincinnati at $5.43. For us, for two hours in the garage, is $2. Right. Uh, comparing a daily rate, the maximum in the most expensive 50th city is Minneapolis at $14.85. We're at $9. And then the monthly rates for those of us that do come in on a frequent basis, Houston is the 50th city at $117.67 a month. We just raised ours to $70 a month. So, again, we're a bargain. Right. And yet we have so much to offer. Yeah. We're almost half the price of most of those things. And the other thing I want, or most of those cities, the other thing I want to bring up is uh, also city employees are paying this as well. We park in either the garage or I get to park in the uh, lot right next to City Hall, which also cuts down on the, I know you'd mentioned the get your snack out as you're getting off work and whatnot. It is nice parking in a surface lot yes, where I right. can just leave. But right. um, but there are a lot of folks who, who you know, want to know what that monthly rate is, but it's competitive, I mean, comparably, yes. Yes, right. and even though it's going up a little. Well, and, uh, and like I said, just what a deal it is. Uh, I also wanted to make sure people know city employees are paying for this, like I said. So everybody's paying in that's that's downtown. And um, and it's just kind of a fact of life. If you're working downtown in any uh, decent-sized city, you're yeah. going to be uh, paying a monthly rate. And, and I, I'm not upset with the rate that, that we're paying here is right. where I'm going and, with that. And if you comp- we do a rate survey of the other rates of privately owned surface lots in town, and the average right now – when we raised ours was $4 an hour for surface parking lots. Mm-hmm. So again, paying a dollar and a quarter at the meter or a dollar at the garage is a bargain compared to the other options available in the downtown area. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where we were already talking, I guess this is my maybe soapbox, but okay. 25 cents to uh, an, an hour or having to pay on Sundays or maybe later in the day. These are all things that are going to improving your city, our city. Um, these are things that you already mentioned, the study about um, some structural uh, issues that we got to get taken care of. Um, so it's safety as well as we are growing and there's another study that I wanted to hit on that you guys are, are in the midst of right now, but there's been a lot of talk as well of 
couple new stadiums coming downtown. Are we going to have enough parking? I know we do right now, but with additions of more hotels, more apartments on South Tejon, um, what are we looking at for the future, and how will these rates help uh, pay for this? You're right, Ted. We do have adequate parking now. It, you know, people will you know always want to park right in front of their destination. That's not always possible, but the rate increases do help create occupancy or vacancy on the streets that people can get to by pushing long-term parkers in the garages. But you're right, we do have to plan for the future as well with the new stadium, with the new Olympic Museum opening up yep. soon. We've got increased demand coming. And one of the things that this rate increase will help us do is show that we've got a revenue stream going forward, which increases our bonding capacity to allow us to add additional structures in the future to meet this changing demand over time. And I'm glad you touched on the study we're doing. It is a comprehensive study, but it's not just your ordinary parking study. It's, it develops an actual physical model, electronic model on the computer that allows you to determine where and what size to put a garage based on not just the current assessment of what's there, but also what you likely think is going to change. So if a, if a surface block is changing from a warehouse use to a hotel use, that's a very different parking demand. And we have to account for that. Doing a normal historical traffic and parking study would say, oh, you need to generate this many spots, but then it doesn't take into consideration the next block over. Somebody might be doing something completely different. And an average parking stall in an above ground garage costs about $20,000. Just one spot. One spot. <laughs> and uh, that's an eye opening number for, yeah. for people to it realize, um, you know, adding parking is expensive, but you have to do it strategically, right? And that's why you're doing this study. Exactly. Yeah. So you work, Scott, with our economic development Very department and, that, and, you know, all those folks to really yes. come together on these things. Yes, because okay. I can't build a, a garage tomorrow and I can't build it with 10 parking spots and then say, oh, oh, next week I need to add 10 more. It doesn't work that way. It takes years to plan, design, and build these structures. So I have to right-size them from the beginning, but also planning years down the road. So working closely with the economic development, with our whole city team of you know professionals here that really can help add input, because again, not everybody's going to have all the information, but just the idea that, hey, I heard you know, new hotels coming in or being considered for a location really can impact us where we put these garages. So this model will help us forecast that much more accurately than we have in the past and ability to build the right size and design it appropriately for the use that's going to need. Well, I'm fascinated by this study. Also talk about how you were, you were alluding to uh, predicting maybe a warehouse turns into a hotel or something like that. Talk about how, how in the weeds you guys are going with this. I mean, you're going business to business, correct? Yes. yes. Right now, this model takes the entire basic wide area downtown on a building-by-building building basis, and they put in there each building's current usage. Then they go through and forecast, we think this one's changing from this use to this use, from this size to this size, so a warehouse to a high-rise hotel or to a commercial with office above it and residential above it. You know, I mean, it forecasts the demand based on all these. And then the shared use, this is where it's critical too, is if I've got a residential unit, it can use the same parking spot as an office complex because they go home at five o'clock and I'm coming back at six, mm -hmm. you know, so you don't have to build two spots. You maybe only need to build one, but you've got to know the information and be able to 
use use the technology so out how, there. So how long will that study take, or is it it's underway now? It's underway okay. now, and we hope that in, in the early springtime we'll have some preliminary results from it. Then we run scenarios with these, as I was saying, these examples of how we're going to change a building usage or put a new stadium in on that dirt lot down mm-hmm. there that they just started digging a hole on. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, and that's going to change. But again, as Ted said, we've got capacity now to handle the stadium, but we're looking at what's the growth potential beyond that because the stadium is going to be a catalyst just like it is for everything else. The museum is going to be a catalyst for redevelopment in, in downtown College Springs, and it's going to draw a lot of destination people too. So we are planning for that. So we are years out in our looking of how to address the parking need. So not just today, but what we'll need in five and ten years from now. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and these things awesome. downtown that you're talking about that are popping up, um, downtown stadium, Olympic Museum, uh, the great thing with how our parking is set right now is it's also destinations, but this allows you to go out, maybe shop a little bit, go get some food, go get a drink before uh, going and enjoying uh, one of the switchbacks games here in a couple of years. Uh, you hit on the $20,000 per stall number. Uh, for people, just so that they know, What's kind of an estimate for how much a parking structure in total costs, and how long does it take to actually build a parking structure? Yeah, that's a good good question to ask, Ted, and it varies because it's it's you know you can't just say I've got a narrow lot that I'm gonna put this on. It's efficiencies too. So we operate in in standard widths of about sixty feet for a bay, which is two parking spots, one on either side, and a drive aisle. So if you've got a sixty foot wide lot, you could fit one. But where would your ramp be to go up to the upper levels? So you really need to go to one hundred and twenty or you know further dimensions of that. So it really becomes a, a engineering masterpiece for these people to say how big a spot you need and how long and how would you make your ramps and things like that. So it's it, it the cost generally will only go up from there if yeah. you get site inefficiencies or you have real constraints or if you have to go subterranean. Yeah. You know, if you're putting it under a building, right. the price is going up. That's a whole <laughs> other thing. Yeah. Before we um, wrap up, I, I do want to thank you so much for the information, Scott, and your time. And I want to point people to our website for that map that you mentioned about the gold, silver, and bronze and how they can check out the meters um, around their favorite business, wherever they frequent or wherever they work. Um, and then check out the garages as well and that pricing. And, um, of course, it's coloradosprings.gov, and you can check out. And you can I think you can do coloradosprings.gov slash parking, and that will yes. get you to all the, the rates. Can right? I frustrate you and squeeze in one more yes, you question? Can. <laughs> I love this story that you told us beforehand. I hope you're willing to share it. Um, You've been getting some flack for for the twenty five cent raise, but just some. He's also received positive feedback. Yes, uh, there's a lot of positive feedback that's come uh, from people that are looking towards the bright future of our city. Um, who's the most interesting person that you've gotten some <laughs> feedback from? That would be my mother. She <laughs> she's been. Uh, my parents moved to Colorado Springs twenty five years ago, and she frequents the downtown, the library, the soup kitchen, volunteers a lot and all. And she was the when I happened to mention it on a dinner night with her that we were raising parking rates, she stopped and immediately looked at me and said, 
you're not going to raise my parking rates. I said, Mom, it's only a quarter. And she was like, you can't do that. And she actually was calling Mayor Southers to tell him not to approve the quarter increase. Oh, no. Now, did she talk to Mayor Southers? Yes. And it was was quite embarrassing because I was like, Mom, I'll give you a a roll of quarters. Please keep me in your car. Just... I need a job. You know, I really <laughs> like what I do. And the mayor took it all in good stride, and he was laughing about it. But my mother was still adamant with him at the end of the conversation that right. she did not want her rates increased. Um, but she knows that it, it's it's a necessary for, you know, keeping our downtown as, as opportunistic as it is. Businesses thrive here because people come here, and we've got to keep that going. But and she's a good example of it's hard. Change is hard, yep. and it that's is. why we're— Especially if you've lived here for a long time, like your mother has, um, uh, we understand that change change is hard. But you know, it's tough when your your mother calls your boss. Even <laughs> tougher when your boss is the mayor. Yeah. So uh, she's going to be proud in the end, Scott. Yeah, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> well, Scott, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, this was very educational, and I hope people listening uh, uh, are coming out of this with uh, a lot of new information as well. Uh, any last words that you want to share? No, I want to thank you both for taking the time to indulge me. You, you know me, I, I love to talk parking and uh, more than glad to share what I know. And, and you're right, is getting the correct information out to people is the most important. There's a lot of rumors about things. and and But in the scheme of things, a quarter an hour really is not that significant to most people. And it, for the services that we can offer now that we will have this additional revenue stream and the opportunities that will create for new businesses and employees here, it, it's going to be wonderful for the city in the long run. Well, the future is bright. As always, thank you for listening to Behind the Springs. And rate, like, subscribe. If you love this episode, there's more to come.